The Morning Drive podcast from Double T 97.3 is presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. I'm Mike Hebert, owner of Cantex Roofing and Construction. Every day is game day, and we'll get it right when it comes to your roofing, construction, windows, and mirrors. Call Cantex Roofing and Construction today. Together, we are one serving you. Morning Drive. Thank you for uh, being with us uh, today on Lubbock Sports Station, Double T 97.3. Uh, so next... Let's see, two weeks, two weeks, because it's the first uh, Saturday in May is the Kentucky Derby, and uh, the horse from La Misa will be uh, racing in it, okay? Um, and that horse right now is like a 99 to 1 odds to, to win it, which is not very good. I think it's like... So you get rich betting on that bad boy. <laughs> yeah, it makes me want to go, hey, let's put a honey, honey on that one. Um, Wild on Ice is uh, the oh, name of the horse. A honey? <laughs> Put a hundred on it. <laughs> I just, I kind of made that up just right, like right now. <laughs> yeah. That was very mid. <clears throat> um, it was kind of mid. Uh, Dan in Dallas says this, this is the show that I have become accustomed to. JL is talking Wizzo. Chuck is talking about a cowboy phase in time. And Jeff is playing disco music. That from Dan in Dallas. You're mm-hmm. observant, Dan. Mm-hmm. You're observant. Uh, Bullfighter has posted a pair of, uh, of boots that look like flip-flop boots. Uh, they're sandals with, with cowboy boots. Uh, no, I did not have, have any of those. Uh, Mike wants to know how many times you and I have worn the same shirt. Technically, it's just the same color. It's not the same shirt. It's not the same shirt. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You guys wear the same shirt most Saturdays, though, during game, uh, football season. Yep. Yeah, sure. Right. Right. We try to. Like all of us do on the <clears throat> same Saturday. Right. The same shirt. Right. No, that, that makes There's a lot of sense in that. This just in. It's almost like a uniform at times. <laughs> it's, it's right. We're just kind of like the, like the Yankees or the Rangers or any other team. You know, we've got all the guys wearing the same same colors, right? Mm-hmm. Same colors. Hey, uh, I didn't I didn't talk about this the other day, but now it's made the news because um, a buddy of mine's wife um, posted it. But you know, Bobby Witt, he used to play for the Texas Rangers, right? I, I'm mm-hmm. pretty aware of that, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was a pretty good pitcher for him. His son plays for the Royals. The other night in the Ranger Royals game, Bobby Witt Jr. and I I saw the video of this like right away. Bobby Witt Jr. hit a foul ball that went into a suite. And this buddy of mine and his wife were in this suite with Bobby Witt Sr., I guess. And Bobby Witt Sr. ended up with the ball. It, like, landed right at his feet. Mm-hmm. That's pretty cool, isn't it? Pretty cool. Not as cool as Jace catching Josh's foul ball in no, Arlington uh, last year, yeah, but it's still yeah. pretty cool. Well, and then how about... Or Hacks catching a foul ball in the booth. Yeah, I, I think Jay's catching Josh's is the coolest. Yeah, I think that I think that kind of that tops that. <clears throat> then we had then we had the other day, you know, um, one of my Facebook friends who I think is a double T ninety seven three listener uh, caught Josh's his wife caught Josh's home run ball. That's cool. Yeah, that was that mm-hmm. was cool. So there's been a lot. Of, there's been a lot of this. Maybe you'll catch one this weekend. What's the odds of that in the uh, Oklahoma broadcast booth? I don't think very good. We've never had one anywhere close. So. Okay. Are you yeah. kind of high up or you? No, we're not high up. Just the angle's not, not yeah. perfect. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, that would be, that'd be something if you did that, right? 
Yeah, it'd be good. It'd be a little bit more than mid. Mid? (laughs) Not planning on it. Mid? Is that mid? There was the one that was down the left field line the other night when we were sitting down the third baseline, and and I happened to have the seat right at the edge. Uh Uh-huh. And everybody was like, why aren't you leaning out to try to catch it? Leaning over the rail trying to catch it. It's like, yeah. well, first off, I didn't want to fall. Second off, um, it was a fair ball. Okay, you don't <laughs> want to interfere. You don't want to be, you don't want to be I Bartman. I couldn't have gotten to it, but they were giving me grief. That would have been the most unJamie thing ever, Jeff, if he would have interfered with the ball in play and been ejected from the stadium. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and it's not ideal. It's not ideal, but not I mean, really how I of, of the of the three of us, you'd be the most least likely to be in that position. I, you know, I'm not trying to kill myself to to get a foul ball. Get a foul ball. Yeah. I mean, maybe if it was Judge's 63rd homer, whatever. Okay, okay, maybe. But you were in that vicinity, where you were in the ballpark. I was basically in the same seats that I was for that night, and um, the other night, mm-hmm. and uh, that foul ball would have hurt. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not. I'm not write a check to make it go away status like Chuck. But you know, I'll drop the twelve bucks and just go buy a ball. Go buy a ball. <laughs> go buy a used game. Maybe ball. if it was hit by Josh Young or Aaron Judge, maybe. But otherwise, it's just a baseball. Generally, land. the problem with those with the balls that come in like that, or or that you would have an opportunity to get like that, is that you end up with stinging hands, and somebody else ends up with the ball. Yeah. Yeah, no doubt. You know, very rarely does this, you know, in the case of, of, uh, of Bobby Witt Jr.'s ball the other night, it landed, I think, at the feet of Bobby Witt Sr. It's not like he, he was right. smart enough to not try to catch it. Don't try not to make a play, right? Yeah, right, right. Just let it quit bouncing around and then pick it up. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> you know, the only, the only ball, the only Major League Baseball ball that I ever got in my life was... Um, a batting practice ball that was hit onto the streets of uh, Wrigley Field in right field. It was during batting practice. We were, we were going into the game, and somebody hit a home run uh, in batting practice, and it was it was rolling. And I was able to beat my buddy to the ball, mm. which is which is a feat in and of itself. Okay, <laughs> just showing off the wheels, huh? No, well, just, no. Just... I think the airing them out, man. I think the problem is his hurt. His head hurt a little bit more than mine, and I was able to get to it quicker, which was really not saying a whole lot. Overserved. Oh no, no, we weren't overserved. We, it, it was our own problem, our own fault. All right, um, the Tampa Bay Rays um, did it, Jamie. They won their thirteenth in a row last night. They beat the Boston Red Sox nine to three. So they went out. I mean, they're not just beating teams; they're scoring a lot of runs too. They are uh, right now. I mean, pitching wise, got it rolling. Hitting wise, got it rolling. I mean, they just are. I mean, they're just dominant right now. Right now, the only longer opening streak was by the. 1884 St. Louis Maroons of the Union Association. They went 20 and 0. Okay. The Maroons. The Maroons. Uh, Kevin Cash, their manager, says, When you do something like that, you're playing really well. Uh, they've uh, won all but two of their games by four or more runs and have outscored their opponents 101 to 30. It's the most runs 
scored in the big leagues and the fewest allowed. They had a huge, should make some sense. Yeah. You know, the, the the retirement community has really, really enjoyed this streak that the Rays are on. 21,175 were at Tropicana, which was the largest crowd since opening day. You got to let those folks out more. I'm sure they get out. I mean, they got to... They got to go over to. They got to get all the buses and get them lined up. And come on, everybody, let's go. We're going to the Rays game. It's shorter now. We can get you back in time for a nap. (laughs) (laughs) It's only two and a half hours, and you can still get a beer in the eighth inning. Aren't the aren't they usually about the same age as the majority of Lady Raider fans? Mm, No, no, that's that that crowd's a little bit younger still. Oh. A little bit younger still. Okay. A little bit younger still. I mean, we've got our fair share, but we've got we've got an active group. And there's nothing wrong with it. Yeah. I'd love to have 21,000 at a Lady Raider game. That means you were doing something really special. Yeah, that'd be pretty big. Yeah, that'd be pretty big. Mm-hmm. Big, big thing. Uh, somebody says this. Uh, Paul says this. Uh, Jamie, please rile Hacks up on the drive so he'll be extra hot for the podcast. <laughs> Just talk about Oklahoma, the Sooners. Yeah, he was. That'll get him fired he, up. He was a little ratcheted up when he came in here yesterday, mm-hmm. you know, because he, you know, he brought up the dirt burglars. I don't think I'd ever heard that one before. And I finally got the paperclip thing. I'm really proud of myself for like understanding that. Usually, you know, like when the psychologist throws up the, you know, the figures. What do you see here? I'm, you know, back in the day when we had to do that and like elementary school i was always mm-hmm. way off mm-hmm. what do you see here uh that's not what we're seeing chuck okay i'm usually the guy that sees something that everybody else doesn't see march in a different direction right that's believable your daily dose of sports and fun this is the morning drive podcast from double t 97.3 presented by cantex roofing and construction Let's start in 1910, because U.S. President William Howard Taft begins their tradition of throwing out the ceremonial first pitch on opening day of baseball season. President Taft was a big dude. I bet he could throw down some beers and some hot dogs, just like Babe Ruth. That's a cool tradition. (laughs) Not the beers and hot dogs, the president throwing out the first pitch. Right. Yeah. That's, I think that's neat. I, I do, too. I yeah. think that's cool. 1925, first regular season Chicago Cubs game broadcast on radio on WGN by caller Quinn Ryan. The Cubs beat the Pittsburgh Pirates 8-2. Wow. 1964, L.A. Dodgers feature baseball Hall of Fame pitcher Sandy Koufax throws his ninth complete game without a walk. In a four nothing opening day win over the St. Louis Cardinals. Man, you would love to have Sandy Koufax around, wouldn't you? Yeah, sure. Yeah. You could strikes, even give man. up a couple of walks. I think we'd be okay with Sandy Koufax. <clears throat> mm-hmm. 1968, the first NBA game at New York's iconic Madison Square Garden. Knicks beat the San Diego Rockets 114 to 102. A year later in 69. The first regular season Major League Baseball game played outside of the United States. Montreal Expos beat the St. Louis Cardinals 8-7. 1983. 
New York Islanders tie their own record with two shorthanded playoff goals. These would be against the New York Rangers. And the Islanders playing the Rangers, right? Yes. Yeah. And the Islanders <laughs> scored two shorthanded goals in the playoffs for the second time. In 2002, at the 66th U.S. Masters, Tiger Woods becomes the third player to claim back-to-back Masters three strokes ahead of second place. And in 2001, Chicago White Sox starting pitcher Carlos Rendon no hits. The Cleveland Indians 8 to nothing at Guaranteed Rate Field in Chicago. Nice. It is National Pecan Day. I'm out. You're a fan of the pecan, aren't you? Uh, I don't like, I don't love pecan <clears throat> pie, but um, I like just to eat them. Happy birthday to Sarah Michelle Geller, who's 46. Peter Capaldi, 65. Megan Greenfield, 28. Who? <laughs> See what he did there? I saw. I, yeah. heard, I heard what he did. I heard there. what he did there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anthony Michael Hall is 55. Mm-hmm. Pete Rose, 82. Wow. Greg Maddox, 57. Pete Rose is 82. 82. Yeah. Holy cow. I mean, then again, he played into his 40s, so. Right. And Brad Osmus is 54 today. And on this day in 1865. President Abraham Lincoln is shot in the head at Forge Theater in Washington, D.C. Mm. The assassin John Wilkes Booth shoots him in the back of the head, shouts a phrase in Latin, I'll never get right. Hey, well, that wasn't the phrase. But. No, no. I, 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 I've heard the phrase. Right. I know the phrase. The translation is ever I'm thus a tyrant. That I remember. I can't, and I can never. What did, what did you say? Everyone's what? Ever thus a tyrant. Ever ever thus to tyrants is yeah. the is the translation, but the as for the actual Latin that he said before he jumped off the balcony, I got no shot. Yeah. Um, jumped on the stage and fled on horseback. Lincoln died the next morning. And that is this day in sports history. All right, this day in sports history, uh, 6.49 this morning. Have you uh, watched any of those uh, documentaries on John Wilkes Booth and the the conspiracy to kind of protect him or hide him and then the uh, all that all that went on with with uh with the assassination of president lincoln and and like the four other assassinations that were supposed to happen at the same time yeah yeah i think it's fascinating and you know the how he, he broke his leg i mean and then they're trying to you know get him some help and and just the i don't know that was it's 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 really if you get kind of sucked into it someday, you'll find yourself not being able to turn it off. Mm. Yeah, no, I've never watched any of them. Yeah, it's uh, it's 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 pretty cool, and I didn't really, I'd seen this headline, I didn't realize it was in Dimmit, but did you see that eighteen thousand cows were killed in a dairy explosion in Dimmit? Mm, 18,000. I mean, you know, it's, I just, I can't even, I can't even fathom, you know, what that, what that looks like, you know, in terms of 18,000 uh, cows. It's like, man, that's a, that's a whole lot of beef. Mm, it's sad. It's, oh, it's incredibly sad. It's incredible. And one person was 
critically injured, and so you you hope that he's okay. But I mean, I have I have no idea what his you know his uh, his status is. But I know that they were, they saved him. But I don't know. Uh, my you know my guess is that probably had some burns and whatnot. So, uh, but still, uh, just in, incredibly, it's just incredibly tragic story and and uh, the impact i'm sure is going to be felt in that demic community but eighteen thousand cows not eighteen hundred not eighteen eighteen thousand what does that look like goodness 651 this morning has to clean up (laughs) yes that's what i was thinking and then the other thing i was thinking about was poor little baby Heifer Jamie, is he going to get pressed into duty early because of this? <laughs> we got to let him grow up, be a full-on, you know, cow before he gets shipped off to be, you know, milk for somebody or something. Mm. You know what I'm saying? I was I was thinking about your namesakes, like man, that that's a. We still don't know what the final destination for him is. It do we yet? Mm-mm. I'm not sure that's been determined. No, I don't think that's not our cows. Right. We well, don't really get to vote. McDonald's would be my guess. <laughs> I, <laughs> uh, so he says this. Greg, I did not know this. Greg Maddox was born in San Angelo. <sighs> Have you heard that before? Fa- it sounds familiar. Like like I knew something about that he had spent time there yeah. or something. But yeah, I didn't remember that for certain. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Wow. That's <laughs> somebody's posted a picture of a, a, an older gentleman with a beard wearing suspenders. And really the only thing that I would say is this person said, saw this first thing this morning and thought of you, Jamie, because the score was nine, nothing, uh, twins over the Yankees and the twins had nine runs on eight hits and the Yankees had no runs and no hits. Uh, but that gentleman doesn't look anything like you in case you were wondering. Mm, okay. okay. I think it was more the mindset of what that gentleman was yeah, saying yeah. at the time. that would, Right. Because I saw the right. same picture and had the same thought for Jamie. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Chuck, that dairy explosion and fire is a huge commercial egg insurance claim. Okay. Mm. Uh, Bullfighter points out that dairy cows are different than beef cows. Okay. That makes some sense. It does. I mean, I have no... I have no expertise in cows or raising of dairy cows or beef cows or anything. I have no, just so you know, I have no experts, no knowledge of that. So, mm-hmm. and no more questions, please. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Hey, um, I, I did want to get into this a little bit, but I just wanted to get your overall reaction. Have you seen this video about uh, DeMar DeRozan's daughter and her screaming during free throws when they were, um, you know, playing when her her dad's team was playing the the Bulls were playing the uh, the Raptors. Raptors. Yeah, mm-hmm. what do you think about that? She's nine years old. She's a fan that's yelling when the other team's shooting free throws. Okay, so you don't you don't have any problem with it? I don't I don't know what the story's about. Well, uh, I mean, the story is about her her screaming and making noise. And being like, successful in distracting like, and being successful. Team. Like fans don't do that? Yeah, yeah, no, no. I just, usually, I don't, I don't know, sometimes you don't see that amongst family members. I mean, sometimes you do. She's they, a nine-year-old girl. I know. I don't, I mean, I don't care. She's a 35-year-old male. I, you're 
screaming when the other team shoots a free throw. You're okay. waving your arms. You're okay. I get. I guess waving bricks behind. Yeah. I would be more upset if she wasn't screaming and waving your hands around. Um, a little bit, a, a little bit, a, a little bit. Just because it's a player's daughter, it's like, it, and then kind of. Well, that's a very but, Jamie take of you. I know, I know, I know. I thought you would have a. I thought you would have a way different opinion than what you just did. The fans so, are allowed to <laughs> scream when people shoot free throws. Okay. This is the Morning Drive Podcast from Double T 97.3, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Uh, we have my, might have played matchmaker uh, this morning on the Morning Drive on the 8th Flooring Center chat line, Jamie. Mm-hmm. Uh, Shelly apparently uh, has a donkey. Uh, she says, Bullfighter, will you also take in the donkey behind my house? About tired of it. Uh don't get that confused with Jeff Haxton's son. Doesn't he call his son Donkey? The Donkey, yeah. The Donkey, mm-hmm. yeah. That's not we're talking about talking about Haxton's son here. I'm talking about a real live donkey. But then Bullfighter says, I sure can. He has plenty of room to roam out here. Wow. We might have had a little connection of the dots there between Shelley's donkey and Bullfighter's extra room to roam. Mm. Okay. So there you go. There you go. Uh, this is from the Eighth Flooring Center chat line. Now Chuck wants to compete for space in Jamie's head. Yeah, I'd like to have a little. I think that's impossible. That's a. That's I don't impossible think to crack. you um, want to compete. I think you want to pay. <laughs> you think that'd be blood money? I have told. Yes, I do. Uh, I um, have told you before mm-hmm. i am very i'm a very simple person right on purpose on purpose on purpose i don't uh worry about things that really don't affect me that much yep. mm-hmm. because i uh i just i just want to focus on what i want to focus on yeah and so i don't uh, that's one of the reasons i'm not real big on social media and all that because i just don't care about that much okay. that doesn't affect me do you think i'm a simple and that's, person and that's um uh, somewhat of a selfish take mm-hmm. but i just focus on what's important to me and what affects me and my family and mm-hmm. the rest of it just it just happens do you think i'm a simple person simple-minded or do you think i'm complicated i think you're extremely complicated <laughs> extremely complicated <laughs> Jeff, I mean, <laughs> extremely complicated. Wow. Yeah, uh, I think there's a lot of layers to you. There's some layers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Onions are jealous. I, uh, onions <laughs> are jealous. I think I am very. What you see is what you get. Oh no, I think I am too. I really do. I think Jeff and I <laughs> can see <laughs> what what we get so to speak mm-hmm. uh, i i think there's um i think that different people see different things that they get there's a there's a nickname that you like yep. man of the people uh-huh. okay that i don't know that's accurate <laughs> i feel like i'm a man of the people <laughs> yeah man of the certain kind of people <laughs> Some. No, no I, I think i'm a i i will tell you this i think i'm a chameleon okay and then I can adapt to whatever situation that I'm in. I will agree with that. 
<clears throat> I think I'm a chameleon. I just think he prefers some places better than others. Yeah, I agree with you too, Chuck. I think I'm a, I think I'm a chameleon. Mm-hmm. I, I've always mm-hmm. been somebody that could get and, along with everybody, but I, I'm maybe not along great with everybody. I don't think being <laughs> simple is a compliment. Mm, okay. Yeah, I, I I think you're much. You are intrigued by more things, which makes you. Um, I'm a very curious person. Yeah, it makes you more educated or well-rounded. Well-rounded. That's like the yeah. other day when I saw those. Not that I was rooting for anybody to have any kind of a, a problem. I was just curious about it when I saw those big black plumes of smoke coming from uh, the east side of uh, Lubbock the other day. I was like, what is on fire? It almost made me want to chase the smoke. But I've learned. I was coming into town when that was happening. It was uh, it was. With some serious smoke. It was a pallet fire. Mm-hmm. So it turned out to be, which is good. I mean, that I'm sure the person that owned all those pallets, they, they probably said, oh, we're, we're getting ready to ship those things off. We're just, it's just a nuisance. So somebody just lit a match, and I'm not accusing anybody of arson or anything. I mean, it just you know, could have happened. Uh, Bobby Hot Dog says this. I see... Coming from Bobby, I don't know if this is a compliment or not. Chuck is absolutely a man of the people. Because sometimes he's he's got a lot of sarcasm that, that flows through his veins. Mm-hmm. You know, takes he kind of takes some shots from time to time, which is okay. I've got bulletproof press. Uh, Red Raider two guns. Chuck is a herder of the elites. <laughs> wow. Wow. I don't know about that either. No, I think chaser, not herder. Uh, other families. Her- herder, us- herder insinuates you have some control. Yeah, I got, I got no control. Yeah. I got no control. Okay, uh, I, have, I have several questions for you today. Uh, and this popped into my mind because I was thinking of uh, basketball. What, what did you think? Because I thought he was all good. Did you think that Pop Isaacs needed to make an announcement that he was coming back? I mean, it's not like he had, you know, oh, only one more year of eligibility or... You know, I don't, I just, I found that interesting. And uh, I just wondered what your take was on that. I'm so, you know, admittedly very confused on so many different things and including how to feel about certain things. I'm happy Pop is back. Mm -hmm. I definitely feel like he was one of the guys that at the end of the season, I'm like, we can lose some of these guys, but that's a guy I don't want to lose. I didn't know that he was in danger of leaving. I mean, yeah. And part of the reason I didn't think he was in danger of leaving, and I don't know what to believe anymore with the rumors that you hear, because I don't know if it's like made to be public. I don't know if it's um, not made to be public. But I mean, I had heard that he had signed a new deal already. Yeah. Okay. I, right. And 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 yes, I'm talking about a college athlete. Okay. Right. right. I heard that he had signed a new deal, so there was no concern about him leaving. Mm-hmm. So same thing with Tyson, right? Yeah, and so that's why I've not had really any fear of them leaving, unless Grant McCaslin came in and said we don't want you, which I didn't think would happen. Right. So I just assume they're they're going to be here um, because they've already committed to a new NIL deal. Yeah. And like they had signed a contract already, so they weren't going anywhere. They got their money, so so they're going to be here, and so. Um, I guess I haven't given much thought or concern <laughs> yeah, I really because either. I thought we had these guys in right. the fold already. So maybe what's coming out now is that Grant McCaslin said, yes, we want you. And and so that makes that deal legit. And these guys are going to stick around. Yeah. Yeah. So I I, that- again, I, I'm I'm thrilled that he's staying. 
I, I just didn't know that that was in question because I had heard that he had signed the deal already. I didn't have a question. You didn't have a question. Chuck didn't have a question. Mm. He's got lots of them, though. I, <laughs> I don't think we are in the majority of the people on social media. Really? I don't think so. Because I am willing to bet that these kids are getting bombarded with tweets and messages every single day asking if they're staying. Yeah, it's probably fair. So them saying that they're staying Maybe so. Maybe so. in that context doesn't bother me, <clears throat> okay. knowing that that happens. When these are the same people on social media that will bash him for four days after after they miss a free throw in a basketball game. So it, if it <clears throat> solves that? that problem for them yeah. of getting the, hey, are you staying, are you staying, you say, you got to please, please, please stay, please, please stay. And they miss a free throw. It's like, well, hey, once you get in the gym. What are you doing going to the what are you doing going to the club? Why why aren't you over there studying film? <laughs> if it stops that conversation for them, it won't. I have no well the hey, oh. are you staying? Oh, okay, gotcha. If it stops that gotcha. conversation for them, I have no issue with them putting that release. What happened to the good old fashioned press conference where they announced they're staying? Those are gone. Because then they have to answer okay, questions. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Did they put a statement out? Well he Pop, did Pop, Pop did. He Pop did? did. Uh, yeah. Okay. Um yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, I think we see kids use social media differently than maybe that we all would want them to. But I, I think there's definitely. Uh, well, you can say I that about be, everybody, probably. Oh, there's no question. You know, no question. Hey, um, just wanted you to know I'm I still exist. Talk about me, kind of deal. It's um, like every morning. Should I should I announce that you're staying? You, Jamie has decided to stay with us. I would prefer you not. Okay. <laughs> No, no, you yeah. can just say, so, uh, what is it? Uh, I don't, I don't, don't. What's the word not? What's the word by your daughter when you go? Can you not? Can you not? Yeah, yeah can you not? Thank yeah. you. Can you not? Um, Tell I her. don't have a problem with this. Just, I, I kind of am like Jeff. I feel like probably people were wondering. Okay. So he had his meeting with Grant McCaslin and. Okay. Yeah. And, and so he's staying. Yeah. I don't have an issue with it. Okay. All right. I guess once you have a change in coach now, you expect every guy to have to feel like they have to yeah. let you know whether they're coming or going or whatever. And especially with as, as much as everything fluctuates in the transfer portal and everything else. Yeah. Uh, I still haven't gotten to that recruiting thing that I wanted to tell you about. We'll get to that, but you've got a question for us next here this morning on the morning drive. We also need to continue to preview baseball. The Red Raiders in action tonight in Norman. They'll take on the Oklahoma Sooners. At 6 is our pregame coverage. Balls and strikes at about 6.30 tonight. We'll also have the Astros and the Rangers tonight. We'll have that over for you on 100.7. The score, that's a 6.40 broadcast time tonight between the Strohs and the Rangers. The Morning Drive podcast from Double T 97.3 is presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Jamie's question of the day on Double T 97.3 is presented by Bizarre Solutions. Call them today for a free cybersecurity audit. All right, Chuck, Jeff, and our fine listening audience, my question for you today mm -hmm. is what newcomer on the Red Raider football team are you most excited about for the mm -hmm. upcoming season? Mm -hmm. It can be a transfer. It can be a, a high school signee. Okay. Which newcomer are you the most excited about? Hmm. Well, I, I kind of thought I'd steal your guy from yesterday. 
I was a little bit afraid of asking that because I was afraid that we were all going to say that same thing. You know, because, I mean, you got me kind of, you got me kind of pumped up by, by that yesterday. I, I think he can be a, a big factor. I really uh, do. Uh, I, to be honest with you, I just, I don't. I'll, I'll give you I'll give you somebody different because um, we were talking about what's his name no. Dre, Dre McRae is that right no that's not his name <laughs> that is his name okay. I mean if if you're excited about well, him well I mean you, you got be me. excited by him and, and <clears throat> give us an answer and then you, Jeff and I will pick somebody no different. I've got I'm, I'm going to get this guy off the offensive line um can't find his name off the top of my head here the guy that's the Rusty... Stats. Yeah, Stats. I just couldn't find him on that. There, here he is. Rusty Stats. He's a um, super senior uh, from Watertown, t- Tennessee, uh, 6'5", 325. Um, I've heard you know Coach Kitley talk about him because he had previously been at Western Kentucky. He was coached by him. He was coached by the offensive line coach, uh, Stephen Hamby. Uh, both that in 2021. Was in 45 games, 27 starts. Uh, primarily at center, uh, expected to be a guy that can help kind of shore up your line, provide you with a lot of experience. And if offensive line is going to be a, a strength of this team or a big improvement of this team, I, I think it. I think it starts maybe even ends with with him. So I'm going to say I'm going to say Rusty Stats. Okay. I'm going to go Quincy Ledet Jr. And I'm going there. Who? Defensive lineman. Louisiana. Yeah. And I, I, I'm i not concerned about your pass rush, okay, because I trust in what you've got going on there and what you've built over the last few years and the continuation of your defensive and offensive philosophies from last year to this year. But you're filling a big, huge hole with one guy being <clears throat> a number four possible draft pick in the NFL who was really, really good. And... I kind of feel like it, not in the same way, but I feel like Quincy could help with that. Okay. Even if it's just plugging up a big old hole with his 6'2", 305-pound body. <laughs> yeah, I think he's a different kind of defensive lineman. Yeah. I think he's more of a run stopper than a get-after-the-quarterback guy. But if you can stop the run there, that makes them into a passing situation. So, And you can tie up some offensive linemen with, again... Six the, two three oh five. But the question that you have there with two the guys that are already ahead of him that you feel like will be really good. I wonder what kind of impact he'll have. To me, he feels like a guy that's going to help give you depth, and you can never have enough enough of that. And so I think he's an important guy coming mm-hmm. in uh, for the Red Raiders. I just don't know. Like again, we always talk about defensive tackles, offensive linemen. They don't get the respect that they sure. deserve because they don't get the get to have the the, the numbers. I, I think it's great that both of you guys went with uh, interior linemen. I mean, that, that speaks to what we want to get to as far as, you know, winning the battles in the trenches. Sure. And that, that's important. So I I, I, <clears throat> I like those answers. We can go with for the flashy answer of I, Dre McRae. I, I, like I didn't. That. Well, I, I mean, you, you introduced us. You really kind of got us all fired up about him yesterday. I think he's a speed guy that can really help. Okay, so I have two names. Mm-hmm. I, I think before the spring started, I would have said C.J. Baskerville, and he's the defensive back from San Diego State that I think people feel like could could really be a star for the Red Raiders. 
I would have said him, mm-hmm. um, but it seems like everybody keeps talking about Steve Linton, the transfer from Syracuse, and and he's more mm-hmm. of a, a rush guy, rush end kind of guy that's going to get after the quarterback. And those guys that can do that are just few and far between and hard to find, and they're such difference makers. So, um, He's the guy that's compared to to, to um, Tyree Wilson. Well, good luck. Yeah. Because that guy's pretty good. Oh, I know. Good luck. I know. Yeah. So I, I just feel like when it comes to filling in his hole, Tyree's, and an ability to help the defense and be a difference maker. We know that guys can get to the quarterback and force a bad pass or tip balls, whatever, turnovers. You hit a quarterback's blindside, all of the above, right? Um, I think I'll go with Linton over over Baskerville. Okay. Yeah. You know, whenever I hear C.J. Baskerville, I think of the basketball player Baskerville Holmes. You remember that guy, Baskerville Holmes? I do not remember that guy. I'm pretty sure that was his name. He was a basketball player. Are you sure you're not thinking about basketball Jones? I got a basketball Jones. Mm -mm. I got a basketball Jones, Mm -mm. ooh, baby, (laughs) No, Baskerville Holmes. He was a uh, (laughs) professional basketball player. Uh, He's dead now, unfortunately for him. That's a bad deal. Yeah. He he, uh, was from Memphis, uh, was in the 1986 uh, draft. He was picked by the uh, Milwaukee Bucks. His unique name was given to him by his mother, who was inspired by Sherlock Holmes and the Hound of uh, Baskerville's, the crime novel. He was a Tennessee State High School champion, Baskerville Holmes. He was, I think he was a, I think he was a big dude. Yeah, six seven. Played at Memphis, Memphis State when they were Memphis State. Okay, he played with Keith Lee and those guys. They were that was a really good team, but they had a problem because they, they cheated. That's only a problem for some, though. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> well, they... <laughs> some are allowed to do that. Yeah. Yeah. Some are allowed to cheat and other schools take the punishment. Sure. So, sure. Some are allowed to cheat and they tell you they cheated mm-hmm. five times. Yeah. <laughs> five violations. Yeah. We're not going to do anything about it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we dare you. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, this from a washed up guy. My choice for a new player isn't new. I'm looking forward to Cameron Valdez getting regular playing time, no matter what his nickname might be. Dude's got a burst, man. I mean, he just hits the hole hard. I think he's going to be a really nice change of pace with Taj. Yeah. Okay. Surad, I mean, I don't want to downplay Saradric. He was a great back for you, too. Hmm. Okay. Okay. Uh, somebody says that was soulful. The music, I think, that was there was soulful. Uh, this, I can see our long snapper having a breakout campaign. I wonder if that's the long snapper's dad <laughs> or the long snapper himself or the long snapper's girlfriend <clears throat> or wannabe. I don't know. All those things. Seven, or maybe someone that just likes the ball being snapped long. 738. Uh, Who is our long snapper? I have no idea. I was trying to remember the name of the Memphis State coach that got him in trouble. I think it was Dana Finch. <laughs> I mean, he was. He was. I like when Jeff gave his answer and you said, "Who?" <laughs> I know. <laughs> well, I mean, it was, that was <laughs> just, it was legit, man. I was, 
I was trying to figure out who. Well, the, he's new. We yeah. haven't heard him yet. Dana Finch is not correct. It was Dana somebody. Uh, Olgerson? No, 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 no. This is a basketball. This is a basketball coach at Memphis State back in the eighties. He, he. He cheated. He went beyond. He went beyond cheating. I think he was a little. He was. He was very dirty, so to speak. Uh, somebody says this. Does Cole Spencer count since he couldn't play last year? Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, that's a good one. Man, just thinking about him and stats, adding two guys that you feel like are bona fide, legit offensive linemen, mm-hmm. and it just has me excited about what you can do offensively next year. Dana White. No, it's not Dana White. Dana White's the you. UFC guy. Not Dana White. 7.40 this morning here on the Morning Drive. The boom, boom, boom is next. Take your thoughts, comments still on the 8th Flooring Center chat line. Go to the Double T 973 mobile app presented by Happy State Bank. Your daily dose of sports and fun. This is the Morning Drive podcast from Double T 97.3 presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Thank you for being with us. Thanks for your what I would term heavy participation today on the Eights Flooring Center chat line. All you have to do is go to the Double T ninety seven three mobile app presented by Happy State Bank. Especially on the LED lights. Yeah, LED lights has been it's a been a big topic of conversation. Uh, somebody says this. I'm gonna need some beer for the weekend. Is that okay? I, I'm guessing like after this show they need some beer. Is that the is that the issue? Chuck and I plan to hit it right after the show. <laughs> you going to pack a big old cooler with you to take to Norman? <laughs> you guys will be like going, Wee! all the way up there. <laughs> yes. You yes and, let's see, that's you the plan. And, you, and, you and Hex. Does that mean we stick our heads out the window? And oh, yeah, the whole thing. thing. Yeah. yeah. You want to come with us? You want to ride? Uh, I, I would... I would love to come with you. I think I think by the time we got to Plainview, though, that you, you'd you'd dump me out of the car. <laughs> You're like, okay, I I'd be on the phone with Jeff. <laughs> Here's the thing: we've seen uh, pictures of Chuck on a road trip, and um, he was very quiet. I've been known to driving. fall asleep. Yeah, yeah. Like, mm. I don't think I saw any pictures of him driving the road trip. Just being very quiet. I have that option. Yeah, right. I you know, there's probably a good chance I'll fall asleep on the way. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. I'm sure. Hacks will just you know put it on ninety and just go right in the in the. Uh, I don't know. He drives that fast. He doesn't. I don't I, think I, he goes ninety. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. If he does, I don't notice. He does. He don't notice. All right. Okay, Jamie. Um, they're going to go with my, uh, Mason Molina uh, tonight on a Friday night. Um, it's a it's it's a change, right? It's uh, yes. it's maybe designed to give you a spark, give you momentum going into the weekend. Is that kind of how you would term that? You know, uh, probably, you know, you'd like to say that you're not in fact-finding missions at this point of the season, and it's all about winning games. But uh, I, I think there's no way around saying that Brendan Gurton is one of the most talented pitchers on your roster, and you're currently not getting a whole – large amount out of him okay and so by changing things up a little bit what you're doing is okay so just what you mentioned there hey we want to we want to do everything we can to make sure we get friday night heading into the weekend knowing that we just need one out of the next two to win a series but at the same time you're saying to yourself okay how can we get the best out of brendan Gurton? 
And so let's remove him from that role. Let's move him somewhere else. Maybe it's coming out of the bullpen. Maybe it's starting on Sunday. But we're 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 gonna move him and and see where he slots in and 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 find some comfort and find some confident out confidence out there on the mound because you know you have to look at it and a little bit Chuck and say unless we get Brendan Gurton right we're probably not going on some deep postseason run so you got to figure it out and you're not you know you're you're not. Uh, Saying all oh, these games in Norman don't don't count. We just got to figure out Brandon Gurton. You're not doing that at all. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're not doing that at all. You're you're still putting your what has been your best starter out there on Friday night, and you're saying, okay, we're going to take a different approach to it at this point. And that to me is appears of what you're doing right now. All right, can I ask you a crazy question? You've been known to do that already. I've never said no. Would you use him out of the bullpen this weekend? Yes, yes, yes. I mean. Is there just just throwing just kind of crazy stuff against the wall? So let's just say Molina goes four and a half or whatever tonight. Get you, let's just say he goes five. Let's just say Molina goes five tonight. And let's say the Red Raiders are leading by two or three runs. Okay, and you're feeling you're feeling you're feeling good. Do you bring in Beckel next, or would you go? Ah, I'm going to give Brandon Gurton a chance to gain some. Confidence here and take some pressure off of him. Brendan. Brendan. Yeah. I know we got a lot of Brandons and Burton yeah. and Brandons and Brendans and it's confusing. Yeah. Trendon. Trendon. Yeah. yeah. It's it's a confusing I'd, team. I'd love to tell you. I'd be able to tell everybody's first name, but I just kind of yeah. um, slur them sometimes. I would tell you if you're up a run or two after five or six innings today, I would expect you to go with Beckel or Free and not Girton. Okay. Would you... Uh, I'm not saying that's the right move or the wrong move, but I'm, I'm saying that I would feel more confident in those other guys right now. So if you've got a chance to win on Friday, I think you go with the thing that you're most confident in. Okay. Uh, so let's just let's just say Molina gets knocked around a little bit today, and you're down two or three runs after three innings. Is that that, that seems like more of a spot where you'd say, "All right, Gurton." Um, you're in a situation here where we're down. Mm-hmm. Let's see what you can do and give us some length. Because you're already stretched out as a starter, so give us some length. See if you can go four The five. rest of the way. Yeah, the rest of the way. Okay. Okay. Do you think this is a uh, confidence thing? Do you think it's... Um, do you think it's a velocity thing? Do you think it's a curveball not breaking? Do you think it's... I think it's a confidence thing. I think he's in his own head a little bit. So, and which I think a lot of pitchers are. It doesn't. I mean, I, I don't he's know. He's not unique. I'm, I'm yeah. not an expert. I, yeah. I can't look at his mechanics and say, "Oh, he's dropping his arm slot just a little bit too much," or he's uh-huh. his release points not exactly where it's supposed to be. Every once in a while, I can notice some of that stuff, but I, I'm not. I'm not a pitching coach um, or baseball coach in general, so I I can't notice those things. But um, I it just seems to me that at times you see Brendan throw really well. And um, and then it goes away in a hurry. He's had such a hard time. Um, if you look at his numbers, okay, I'm going to ask you this question here. Uh, if you look at Girton's numbers, you see that he has allowed 31 runs this year, but only 20 of them are earned. Okay? A lot of different ways to look at that. What does that say to you? That he's not gotten very good defense behind him. That, okay. Or that... Or that, that 
that teams have gotten extra outs against him because your infield or your outfield has committed errors or yep. your catcher pass balls, whatever. Okay. Okay, what, and anything else that it says? Maybe it also says to me, maybe he's gotten a lot of base runners on because he's thrown too many walks. He's 24 walks and 24 strikeouts, so that's a not a number that's good at all. Um, what I'm am gonna, I missing? What I, what I see, when I see guys who have big numbers, disparity between runs and earned runs allowed, mm-hmm. okay? And you're right in saying that there's been some issues behind him defensively, and there absolutely has. But the, I see guys that don't deal with adversity well. I see guys that when an error happens behind them, now they're frustrated. Here we go again. They're angry, mm-hmm. whatever. They, you know, your defense is going to pick you up at times. They're going to make great plays. And they're also going to kick a ball every once in a while. Sure. Mm-hmm. Okay? You need to be able to handle it. Okay? You need to be able to handle it. And... I think Brendan Gurton at times has looked like a guy, and I don't think it's body language where he's like mad at a shortstop or a second baseman he's or anything his like arms that. Up going, ah. No, I'm, nothing like that. Yeah. Not showing up his teammates or anything. I'm not suggesting that at all. But I think you see him start to. It looks like he loses confidence a little bit in those situations. A little bit too much internal, maybe. Yeah, and so I think he's in his own head a little bit. And that's, I mean, as far from an expert opinion as you could have, but that's what when I see a guy that has those big differences, Mm -hmm. I see a guy that doesn't handle adversity very well or it is is in a stretch where he's not handled it well maybe maybe he has handled it other times but just right now hasn't been great again they're going to make mistakes behind you sometimes especially when you have such a young team and we know this team has issues defensively okay no getting around okay we know that they have we also know that they've gotten a lot better but okay you got to be able to just forget about that and go get the next guy and it's, I guess it's easy for me to sit here and say that, being out there on the mound, you work so hard, you make a good pitch, hey, I'm out of the inning, and somebody boots a ball. And it probably is just such a mental you know, frustration and a letdown and all of that that you're, okay, now i got to throw 12 more pitches to get out of this thing and da-da-da-da-da-da. And the next thing you know, you walk the next guy. So a two-out error by the shortstop, now there's first and second two outs. And now it's a pressure pitch because a single here scores a run. And so now it's a stressful pitch, and, and, you're, and it's just all snowballing on you. I feel like he needs to be better in those situations. Again, his defense also needs to help him out more because he's had it tough at times. And, and then the other thing, too, is that those extra pitches then compound him the next inning or the next inning and may shorten his, his start a little bit. Absolutely. So I guess in the, in the Tadlock era, how does he – help a pitcher gain his confidence back does he try to let him pitch through it is there well no that's i mean that's how you have to do just like when you're missing free throws you have mm-hmm. to get in the gym and shoot free throws right mm-hmm. so he needs to be out there on the mound but maybe remove him from that situation put him in a different situation maybe moving to the bullpen relaxes him a little bit or maybe moving to sunday relaxes him a little bit and so I absolutely think you could see him from the, out of the bullpen. I absolutely think you could see him being the Sunday starter. All depends on what happens on Friday and Saturday. Depends on when we'll see him. All right. We will have, uh, upon further review next, we'll make predictions. We'll review those Monday morning. We'll have Tech Baseball on the air for you tonight from Norman, 6 o'clock. Jamie and Jeff will have it for you at 6.30 with the balls and strikes. This has been the Morning Drive Podcast. Presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Check out our library of Double T 97.3 podcasts at double T 97.3.com.